It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented today by FantasyPoints.com. Use the code FEAST and all your wildest dreams will come true. I'm Ross Tucker. He's Joe Dolan. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. At Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got the YouTube page so you can see Joe. He finally has a background. I see the Flyers flag. We'll see how long, how much longer that thing's actually flying back there. He's got the fantasy points hat. He's all moved in. When I think Joe Dolan, I think middle of nowhere, South Carolina. That's just what his voice sounds like. His personality, a you know, southern dude, not at all, but that's where he lives. Anyway, you got to check out fantasypoints.com. I mentioned the other day you can get the DraftKings app on your phone to get the free Madden code if you send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Let's do the same with the fantasy points. Go ahead, fantasypoints.com, code feast. You can be eligible to get the free Madden code as well. Love fantasy points. There's not a single fantasy website I'm aware of that has a better staff or a bigger staff than Fantasy Points, led by Joe at FG underscore Dolan. I think I mentioned the YouTube page already. Can't even remember. Sometimes it's just like I have diarrhea of the mouth, and I just keep talking, talking, talking. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Definitely already mentioned that because I mentioned the Flyers thing in Joe's hat. Really redundant. Terrible start to the show. Joe, let's just talk about the show's social media is at Ross Tucker Pod. And what the heck are we talking about today? All right. We are talking about your drafting tips, okay? Yep. Your official DraftKings drafting tips. But before we get to your official DraftKings drafting tips, I want your thoughts on what some of the latest news oh. means. Keep me honest. If I miss anything, but let's start with Leonard Fournette. As of when we're recording this, putting you guys behind the curtain a little bit, we record both episodes at the same time on Wednesday, and then we post one the next day because your apps can't handle the truth. They can't handle two episodes on the same day. Podcast apps can't handle that. So during the season, when we do the Thursday night game and the 1 o'clock games in the first episode and then we do the late games and the Sunday night and Monday night in the second episode we record them all at the same time it's the magic of podcasting congratulations now you're welcomed in all right let's start with Fournette though as of right now he does not have a team Joe what do we need to know about Leonard Fournette why don't we start I guess it's heavily dependent on where he goes but mm-hmm. he doesn't Huge. sign till over the weekend you and I are drafting Friday night is there a reasonable place to draft Leonard Fournette? 10th, 11th round, maybe. Um, and, and once you get to that point, you can make the argument in the ninth. And you're betting that he's going to land somewhere where he's going to have a role. And apparently, that's what Fournette's focused on here, kind of revitalizing his career, revamping his image. Um, we, we know that the release in Jacksonville. Look, I, I'm not trying to say Leonard Fournette lived up to being the number four pick in the draft. Okay. We we can relitigate that and we'll relitigate it very easily. That's that that's an argument the Jaguars would lose in court if they said, well, you know, we actually made the right pick. They'd lose that argument. But 
Leonard Fournette was was a reasonably productive running back, okay? Like, a guy who puts up his numbers doesn't get cut uh, two weeks before the start of the NFL season. The problem was, it, and, and all the reports from, like, Jaguar beat writers was people in the locker room, teammates, coaches were just sick of him. And Leonard Fournette is going to have to if – you, if you play um, – Again, relitigating an argument that nobody needs to argue anymore. If you play a position that people view as replaceable, and you're a pain in the ass, you, you you better be damn good. And I don't think Leonard Fournette was damn good, except for maybe the 2017 season in those playoffs where they almost went to the Super Bowl. So Leonard Fournette needs to re- rehab that image. He's getting paid already from the Jaguars, so he doesn't need to go somewhere where they're going to offer him a lot of money. Nobody claimed him on waivers, which was obvious. Nobody was going to pick up the four-plus million dollars that they were going to owe him. So if he wants to – he has to go somewhere where they run power-running schemes. And – Man, it, there's only really a handful of teams where I would view that as a positive for fantasy. And I, I, the thing I fear right now is if he signs somewhere, it's just kind of a wrench for fantasy. It doesn't help Fournette. I mean, it, if you were drafting Leonard Fournette in the third round, you were hopeless anyway. Uh, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, not a pick I would have made uh, in any universe. But um, you're probably not going to land on a place where he's going to pay off that ADP or come close to it. But he might be able to contribute something in the right spot. I've had a hard time, Ross, figuring out where that right spot is. And that that's the problem for me. But I think, I think he is going to get signed. This isn't a Darius Geis or an Antonio Brown situation. I think Leonard Fournette is going to get signed. He's going to sign somewhere where he thinks he's going to have a role. Just how big that role is is, is a question to me, though. So, Joe, I figured out a place where he could get a ton of touches, a lot of volume. You ready for it? Where's that? The Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> that would be that would be the ideal spot. I right mean, now. I'm looking at the guys they have right now. Yeah. I you know, in some of the our best ball drafts, our fantasy feast best ball drafts, Ryquel Armstead was my guy. But correct me if I'm wrong, he's been like banged up. So, like, their running backs, like, Ryquel, I don't even think has practiced in a while. Their running backs, it's unbelievable that these are, like, their guys that are, I mean, Divine, Ozigbo, James Robinson. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, it's crazy a team is starting the season with these guys. Like, are you going to take one of these guys or consider them in any, like, look, Friday night, that's a 16-teamer. Okay, is there a spot you have to in draft guys teamer for these guys? Yeah, because they're going to get carries. Now, here's the thing, though. I was like you. I was drafting Armstead a ton, but I was drafting Armstead a ton because Fournette's price never made sense to me, and Armstead was free. Okay, now that Rykel Armstead's not going to be free anymore, I'm guessing he'll move into the eighth, ninth round range. I'm not going to be drafting him because he, like you said, he started camp on the COVID list. He's missed time now with uh, another illness, which apparently is not COVID-related. But he's missed time there, so that's problematic. And now we're looking at the fact that uh, he's um, that he's competing with Divino Zigbo, who apparently has had a really good camp. He's a Greg Cosell favorite, really likes the way Ozigbo plays. Chris Thompson is there. He's the scat back. And now, listen to this. In Jay Gruden's eight seasons – as an offensive coordinator or head coach, eight full seasons, his leading rusher has averaged 15 and a half receptions per season. Per season. 
Jay Gruden has not, he doesn't use a three down running back. And Chris Thompson is one of the big reasons he hasn't used a three down running back. Chris Thompson was in there taking catches away from Alfred Morris and Adrian Peterson in Washington. Back in the day, Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Cedric Benson, these guys weren't catching passes in Cincinnati. So the guy who's going to lead this team in rushing, I'm worried he's not going to catch any passes. And if you're not catching passes, you better be scoring touchdowns. What's the problem with Jacksonville? They suck. I don't think they're going to score a whole lot of touchdowns. So now all of a sudden, Rydell Armstead's more expensive. Divino Zigbo, he's probably the guy I'd lean to if I want the because I think he's going to be cheaper than Armstead. Chris Thompson, though, until he gets hurt, is going to be the guy who I think is going to lead this team in production out of the backfield as the receiving back. It's a mess on a really bad team, Ross. So there, that, that all the reasons I was fading Fournette. Um, are, are involved in here. Um, it's just that now Rykel Armstead's more expensive. I was willing to buy him when he was cheap. Now he's now he's going to be more expensive. Not really a situation I want to dabble in. Tyrell Williams officially having the labrum tear done for the year. What does that mean for the rest of the Raiders receiving core? More opportunity for Darren Waller, somebody who I wasn't really in on because his price was so expensive. More opportunity for Henry Ruggs, but apparently the stud of training camp. Um, uh, our guy Adam Kaplan at Fantasy Points has been telling us this for a couple of weeks. The star of training camp in in, in Vegas has been Brian Edwards, the rookie wide receiver out of South Carolina. So um, that's a guy... Um, if you have a receiver at the end of your bench, just somebody like you're like, I drafted two weeks ago and this guy was kind of buzzy then, but it's been quiet since then. Um, maybe you drafted somebody like a Nikhil Harry or a Muhammad Sanu, just thinking somebody has to catch the ball in New England. You can drop them and pick up Brian. Go get Brian Edwards stat. Henry Ruggs has probably been drafted in your league. Go get Brian Edwards. Uh, he's going to be the starting X here. They're going to move Ruggs all around. Edwards is the guy you want, though, to be the starting X there. I think he's going to get a ton of opportunity. I think we got to bring this up. And I don't know what you were thinking about Jalen Rager anyway. Mm-hmm. But the reports at a camp for the Eagles had been fantastic. You yeah. know, he's a starter. Again, we're in a 16-team draft Friday night. The report is he's out for four weeks. But he also has a torn labrum in his shoulder, which is what Tyro Williams just had operated on and is done for the year. Is it enough? I mean, it's just put, put it this way. Is the four-week thing combined with rookie enough for you to stay away? I don't know about staying away because the reports were really good. Um, I, Jeff McClain of the Philadelphia Inquirer just reported that the Eagles are hoping he misses two games max. Um, and then you have to take into account, how much am I going to weigh that risk? Because the Eagles do still need him. He's going to get knocked down a couple of rounds in your draft. And if you're willing to bet on the upside, I'm, I'm okay stashing him for a couple of weeks. It is a bummer, though. What what it does point out to me is just – I. I I did it last year, and it kind of burned me, but my logic was sound. Deshaun Jackson on every team. I hear he looks utterly spectacular. He is just cooking defensive backs in Philly camp, including Darius Slay. Um, he's just he's looking great. Nobody ever trusts Deshaun because he's older and he always gets hurt, but he's a double-digit round pick. I literally was in a draft on, on Monday night. I got him in the last round. It's ridiculous. He is buried on Yahoo's rankings. It's it's stupid. Get Deshaun Jackson on every team you possibly can get him on. Um, like we saw last year, week one against Washington, he had the two touchdowns. 
not what nine catches for like 150 and two touchdowns. And then he basically was out the rest of the season. Um, John Hansen from Fantasy Points, who you've had on the pod, he jokingly called Deshaun Jackson the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles MVP because their offense collapsed without him. They have more speed to make up for it if he gets hurt this year, but I just think he, I just think the the upside far outweighs the downside in drafting Deshaun Jackson. Go get him. So here's something else I wanted to, I wanted to point out. Every once in a while, before we get into some of the running back stuff, every once in a while there's an advertiser for the show, Joe. And I almost get frustrated that more people don't use it because it's an absolute no-brainer. And this one is Lightstream. They have fixed-rate credit card consolidation loans starting at 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Because here's the thing. I don't know if your generation, Joe, you're younger than me or even the I have several buddies that had credit card issues, okay? Like during college, after college, while they were in their 20s. Look, people have credit card issues now with COVID and everything, right? Like they lost their job or whatever. It's almost as if people don't understand how much they're paying in interest on those credit cards. Like get a loan from Lightstream, a credit card consolidation loan, pay off your credit cards, and then just pay Lightstream the 5.95%. Like, don't be like, it's okay to get in credit card debt and have issues, but be smart about it. Get the loan from Lightstream, pay it off, and then just pay them back rather than the exorbitant credit card prices. Look, you can even get an additional interest rate discount if you go to lightstream.com slash feast. L I G H T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash feast. Lightstream.com slash feast. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash feast for more information. All right, Joe. Is there anything relevant about Joe Mixon or Alvin Kamara? I mean, Mixon gets a new deal. Yay, Alvin Kamara is going to get a new deal. They're just like when I see the they're open to trading him, that's usually the last thing they do yeah. right before the deal gets signed. It's like they're trying to leverage and get like, oh, okay, well, we'll trade you. That's what happened. Like they might even announce the new deal before this show even comes out tomorrow morning. So I, I, I think everybody panicked on Alvin Kamara when Josina Anderson reports, I'm hearing the Saints are open to trading him. And then, of course, the, I mean, this is the world we live in, Ross. I mean, I'm a fantasy guy. I have to I have to formulate a take on this because I got subscribers. I got people on Twitter. I got people in Discord and listeners on the podcast who are like, dude, look at this. What are you doing if you're drafting in five minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, move Derrick Henry up, move Dalvin Cook up, move Joe Mixon up. He just signed a deal. And then things start to calm down, and you hear Jeff Duncan and Nick Underhill come out and say they really want to extend him. But if if he's not reasonable, they'll, they'll trade him for a first-round pick. By the way, I don't think anybody's trading a first-round pick for Alvin Kamara, given that he wants to be paid like a top three or four running back in the NFL, which he is. Um so I don't think that's happening. And then you see Charles Robinson say, well, the Saints are looking at more $12 million, and he's looking at the $16 million that Christian McCaffrey – well, of course he's looking at the $16 million that Christian McCaffrey wants. And, of course, the Saints are looking at the $12 million that Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry just signed for. Because they're like, well, you know, look at these guys. And he's like, well, I'm more like McCaffrey. 
So it's just a negotiating ploy. So I'm with you, Ross. I'm not panicking right now. The fact that the Saints, you know, the reports would be different if the Saints are like, well, the Saints don't value running backs right now, and they, they're in cap hell, which they are, and they think they're fine with Latavius Murray. If that was the reports, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But the, the fact that they're willing to go to $12 million, I think this gets this gets broken down somewhere in the middle of what Joe Mixon just signed and what Christian McCaffrey signed. And they they load up and they go for the Super Bowl. But I think Alvin Kamara is, is exacting every bit of perceived leverage he has in as much as he can have leverage at this stage with the new CBA in his position because he knows the Saints are loaded up for 2020 and they want to win a Super Bowl this year. And Drew Brees, I mean, you can say what you want about the running back position. I don't think Drew Brees is sitting here on on September 2nd or 3rd and saying, man, you know what? Alvin Kamara, he's a great back, but running backs don't matter. You know, I... I don't think it matters for me to get, to go get a, a ring. Drew Brees isn't going to be happy if he doesn't have Alvin Kamara there. So I think they're going to get something worked out. But if you want to move Derrick Henry above him in your into the top five right now, I'm totally fine with that. He's a little bit safer at this stage. As for Joe Mixon, it was fun drafting him in the second round for a couple of days when he was dealing with my rings as they were saying. Uh, those migraines were probably just him sleep, uh, not getting enough sleep because of these because of these uh, contract negotiations, but he's back. He's a locked-in first-round pick at the back end because, as we talked on yesterday's program, Ross, the offensive line isn't very good. There's still some concerns about him in, in the passing game. But like Joe Mixon, I do expect Alvin Kamara's deal to get signed at some point here. And that's just that's not based on inside information. That's just me reading the tea leaves from the public negotiations. All right, so here's the one thing I would say, though. Like, it's one thing to say I have migraines, and then you get the headache and, you're, and you get the contract and you're fine. Did Alvin Kamara really get an epidural shot in his back? So, to, to, first of all, did he really get the epidural shot in his back? Secondly, did he say my back hurts? That's why I'm not practicing. And they're like, all right, well, we'll give you an epidural. And he's like, all right, go for it. Yeah. But he really just wants more money. I, I mean, I never want like these guys are playing professional football. Okay, Ross, you play professional football. You're taking a beating on a daily basis that I can't imagine. So, me calling out somebody for faking an injury just because it's fishy timing i mean we've seen it jalen ramsey like uh zach taylor zach taylor said last week when joe mixon wasn't practicing he alluded that it was not he said i think he has migraines all right the head coach is going to know if his star running back is is dealing with something so he alluded that there was something fishy going on there but with Kamara, I mean, I think it was Tom Pelissero of nfl network who had the tweet where he's like alvin Kamara plans to practice tomorrow he got an epidural shot in his back. They were close to a deal, but then they hit a snag. And it was like the most dense tweet I have ever. I was like, oh my God, there's like 14 different things that I have to break down in this tweet. Uh, I, I don't know, Rod. I, I mean, all of a sudden, Adam Schefter reports four days ago, Alvin Kamara's missed three practices and it might be contract related. And then all of a sudden, we we haven't heard anything about the back, but we do know he's coming off of, a, of an injury-plagued year. And that's also probably part of the reason he's like, man, I better get my bag now because I was hurt all year and I played through it and they haven't rewarded me yet. So there's a whole lot going on here. But for a team gearing up for the Super Bowl, I think Alvin Kamara is getting paid and I think it's happening soon. Um. Anything else? I mean, Denzel Mims back practicing. You know, there's some whispers out there about Prashad Perriman that might not sound that great. Yes. Any, any other news that we need to discuss 
right now as of when we're recording this? So, uh, not really. The Brashad Perriman one, uh, I mean, Sam Darnold's going to be thrown to a mash unit again if Brashad Perriman isn't healthy. Denzel Mims hasn't really gotten a lot of work. Jamison Crowder and Chris Herndon, they're going to get a lot of targets. Chris Herndon, one of my favorite later round tight ends, by the way, which I'm sure we're about to get into. Yeah, so here's what's next, all right? And this is presented by DraftKings because these are Joe's official drafting tips for the 2020 NFL season. Whether it's season long, we'll get into some specific DraftKings DFS stuff. But I, I basically want sort of like your, I mean, Joe, you probably have it written down. Is it 10 commandments? Is it three commandments? Is it five? Like, Do you know how many you got? Uh, I, mean, I got about five, Ross. All right. The five commandments of Joe Dolan drafting in 2020 presented by DraftKings, which not only is America's number one rated sportsbook app and use the code Ross for all your dreams to come true, but also they have the best DFS app out there as well. I got both on my phone. All right, Joe, Joe's number one commandment, go. All right, Ross, this is uh, – by the way, I only have five commandments because my dad used to love the movie The Ten Commandments, and I would cringe every time he put that damn thing on because it's 14 hours long. And it was in the VHS thing. Like, it, it came with, like, the four VHS tape. You needed a forklift to take that thing off the shelf. And my dad always w- watched it. It's a terrible movie. Uh, it's, it's old, uh, uh, but, oh, man, anyway. So so let's, let's, let's abbreviate the commandments a little bit. First and foremost – I'm going back to an old school commandment here, running back early. And there are absolutely ways to play contrarian, go zero RB, and win in fantasy football. It can be done. It can be done every year. It was harder last year because we had a really uh, kind of an anomaly type of season because there weren't really all that many running backs that got hurt and 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 kind of put these superstar waiver wire types uh, into lineups. That's probably not going to happen again, especially with this weird offseason. But running back early there, it, it's it's as it's as good in the first two rounds as it has been in a long time. And if I don't get a running back I feel good about in the first two rounds, I feel like I'm going to be drafting from behind. And the reason is simple, because the market has su- has adjusted to such, it's become sharp where the appealing options are going in those first couple rounds. And then once you start getting into the third, fourth, and fifth rounds, those running backs, there's there's major questions about them. Leonard Fournette was going in the third round, okay? He was going in the third round at if as we if as we talked last week on this podcast, Leonard Fournette was a third round pick. The Jaguars just cut him. All all the writing on the board, on the wall was the Jaguars want nothing to do with this guy. And because of perceived value and because of the perceived value of the running back position, he was going in the third round because all the appealing options were already gobbled up. Okay. Now we got Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. These guys are going in that third, fourth round range. These are just not the guys you want to build your fantasy team around. So if you really want to hammer running back, you better damn well get one in the first or second round. So that it's an old school running back commandment, but running back, running back is as viable a start this year as it's been in quite a long time. It is a great reason to start at running back. And Ross, that ties into my second commandment. Which is? The third, fourth, and fifth rounds are your wide receiver rounds. Look at some of the receivers coming off the board. Allen Robinson, 
97 catches with slop at quarterback last year. Adam Thielen, legitimate shot to lead the NFL in targets. Breakout players like DK Metcalf. Consistent options like Tyler Lockett. DJ Chark, who's the number one receiver on a team that's going to be abominable this year. Terry McLaurin, a young breakout candidate. Hollywood Brown, a young breakout candidate. All these appealing names. I'm getting excited talking about these names. Whereas you look at the running backs going in the same round, and I'm like, Ugh, oh, I guess I need to take them because I don't have one. I'm holding my nose while I'm doing it. So, and like, I understand. Like, every everybody looks to be contrarian at some point, and there's ways to win while doing that. But these rounds, you want to hammer receivers in this round. I'm not leaving the third, fourth, and fifth round without drafting at least two wide receivers. It is They are beautiful. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, these guys are all there. And you're going to get multiple of these guys. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's like free money for me. It's like, it, it's how you need to build your team. Those are the meat rounds for the wide receivers. Commandment number three, Joseph Dolan. It's a, it's a tried and true one. Wait on your quarterback. And look, Patrick Mahomes, again, there's, there's ways to build a winning fantasy football team if you draft Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the second round. But it, it's it's a spot where I'm more comfortable with some of these late-round guys. I have three main mid-round targets. And occasionally, a Deshaun Watson and a Kyler Murray will slip into the sixth and seventh rounds where I'm going to start dabbling in those guys. But my three main targets, and I already talked about this on the Tears of Dolan um, uh, quarterbacks podcast, are Josh Allen, if you want to go for all upside. Uh, Matt Ryan, if you want to go for all just kind of floor. And Carson Wentz, if you kind of want to bridge the gap uh, between those two. Those are my three main mid-round quarterback targets. Typically want to leave my draft with one of those three guys. Um, And it's up to you which one you want. You know, maybe if you have an all kind of floor team where you're like, well, I got Calvin Ridley and I got Tyler Boyd and I got these guys are going to catch a lot of passes, but I want some I want some chutzpah on my team, then I'll draft a Josh Allen. Meanwhile, if I have Hollywood Brown and Terry McLaurin and Miles Sanders, and these are all high upside breakout guys, but things could go awry, I'm going to draft Matt Ryan. So, and, and if you're in between, you can draft Carson Wentz. But those are my three main quarterback uh, kind of commandments here. Um, I, I mean, my three main quarterback targets, um, That those middle rounds is where I really want to attack the quarterback and and that that's that's one thing. And if you want a higher end quarterback like uh, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, um, I I always compare it to the old pornography analogy. You know it when you see it. And if the rest of the board, all your targets in the fifth and sixth round at wide receiver are gone, um, and you're like, man, I don't like any of the receivers or the running backs here. That's when I think I can endorse switching over to the quarterback tab and pulling the draft button on like a Dak Prescott. Commandment number four, Mr. Dolan. It's a great year to go dumpster diving at the tight end position. And and very rarely do I say this, but I really like some of these late round tight ends this year. And and I, I'm not saying, like, if you don't get one of the top four, and that's uh, that's Kittle, Kelsey, um, Ertz, and Mark Andrews. Ertz and Andrews, by the way, have been slipping into the fifth round, which is pretty appealing to me at this stage. But if I don't get one of those big four, I'm more inclined to wait like four or five rounds and then go to get a TJ Hawkinson plus a Jonu Smith or an Eric Ebron plus a Rob Gronkowski. Um, Go with Chris Herndon with any of those guys because I really like Chris Herndon this year. Go even later, grab an Irv Smith um, Robert Tanyan, you know, so the, Blake Jarwin. There are so many t- 
athletic tight end options available in the later rounds that are super appealing to me this year. And I think if you take kind of a shotgun approach and say, I'm going to take three of these guys, put two of them on my bench, and I know one of them is going to hit, I think that is a completely viable strategy this year, Ross. Last but not least, the fifth of the Dolan Five Commandments for fantasy football drafting in 2020. Make your defense your last pick and use an early season schedule. There is no reason to draft a defense in the top top 10 rounds of a fantasy draft. It's ridiculous. The no, I mean, I can't tell you the last time the projected number one fantasy defense actually finished number one. When you're drafting your defense, go look at the first two to three weeks of the season. Go look at somebody like Indianapolis who has a nice opening run of games. Or even somebody like Philly who plays Washington in week one. And draft that defense, get a good matchup right off the bat, and then work the waiver wire. Why blow a draft pick on a defense that, oh, man, I, I'm going to draft this defense. They're, they're going to be a great defense. But, oh, Houston, oh, they play Kansas City week one. I have to drop them right away. Don't do that stuff. Just, just use it on it. Even if you think it's a mediocre defense, Go to an early season schedule that's appealing. That's the best way to play in in fantasy football, and that hasn't changed in a long time. Best way to get a free Madden code, if you're interested, is to either get the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone, whether you're in a state that's legalized or not yet. Put in the code ROSS so you get the deposit bonus if you are legal or you have it in there for when your state does go legal, and then forward it to me, the screenshot, Ross at RossTucker.com. Then we also have Fantasy Points, Code Feast. It's time. get You want to give yourself a shot this year. Give yourself a legit shot. Get with Joe. He's a fun guy. He's got the Twitter handle to prove it, at FG underscore Dolan. Give Fantasy Points a shot. You will not regret it. They're all studs. I'm friends with like all of them, Hanson and Cassell and all of them. Obviously, Joe. Do it. Fantasypoints.com, Code Feast, or DraftKings Sportsbook. You can throw BetQL or any other ones in there and then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I will pick someone to win a free Madden code. First ones up was on tomorrow's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. So you'll love it. You'll also love Greg Cosell today talking about some of these same players on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Other than that, totally stuffed back-to-back with fun guy Dolan. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.